Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Friday, December the 8th, 2023, the 49th Friday of the year, which is winding down quickly at this point, the second Friday of the month, second day of Hanukkah, 16 more days until Christmas. Not only is it Friday, as if that wasn't enough, it's National Brownie Day, need I say more. The other day, you may recall, it was National Cookie Day. Someone I follow on X was asking if a brownie qualifies as a cookie. I say absolutely not. If anything, it's more like a small cake, right? It's not even a Danish or a donut, I don't think. Either way, enjoy a brownie or two today, or maybe make some tonight when you get home or over the weekend. If you're traveling tonight or over the weekend, severe weather is expected to bring heavy snow and rain to the mid-Atlantic. We still have, uh, I think, 10, 12, 14 days until it actually becomes winter, but the first real blast of winter moving into the East Coast and into New England, in the South, including Florida, some heavy storms with heavy rain, travel may not be that great by Sunday or Monday, so good luck with that plan accordingly. And since the first Friday of the month was also the first day of the month last week, the big monthly jobs report was released this morning. The Labor Department says 199,000 jobs were created in the month of November. That was better than the 185,000 that economists had expected. And the unemployment rate fell from 3.9% to 3.7%. All of which you would think is good news. Stocks still started the session in the red, though, with that news. And topping the headlines this Friday, U.S. and Iraqi officials saying a rocket attack targeted the U.S. embassy in Baghdad early this morning. No casualties reported. That's the good news. No group has claimed responsibility for the attack thus far. This as U.S. troops continue to come under attack throughout the entire region. We'll be learning more about that today. In Washington, talks, disagreements, negotiations on Capitol Hill continuing over the funding for the U.S.-Mexico border. We have intrusions into the northern border of the United States now. Joe Biden needs to do his job, secure our border. You do that, then members of Congress are willing to talk. That is Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. More on that also coming up. And how about this? After the troublesome unacceptable anti-Semitism hearing on Capitol Hill earlier this week with university presidents, including the University of Pennsylvania, now a distinguished political science professor at the University of Pennsylvania, Ann Norton, is bringing more heat to the school after liking and sharing anti-Semitic social media posts, which now is blowing up on social media. Calls for her resignation as well as University President Liz McGill. The school has lost millions of dollars in funding already and is likely to lose a lot more. The Department of Justice, the DOJ, filing new criminal charges against Hunter Biden, accusing him of failing to pay $1.4 million in taxes while spending millions of dollars on his lavish lifestyle, drugs, and hookers, and traveling around the world. Let's start it all off with Wake Up America and the stalemate over border funding. House Republicans are now holding out on foreign aid to Ukraine until there is a, quote, transformative change to border security in this country. The Hill reporting yesterday, quote, by sticking to the House GOP's right flank on border demands, Speaker Johnson is sending a message to the Senate that a supplemental proposal is dead 
in the water on arrival. For more, let's welcome in a member of the Senate Homeland Security Committee and Dr. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall with us in-house on this Friday during the holiday season. Great to have you with us. Um, this has become an issue that, that not many people are talking about. Joe Biden with this giant too-big-to-fail package, 105-plus billion dollars. He wants Taiwan money in there, 14 billion for the southern border, a little bit for Israel, and then 60 billion for Ukraine. Mm. Um, what happens to this, this issue, and how important is it to Biden to get something passed for Ukraine so Ukraine doesn't lose the war while he's running for re-election? Yeah. Rob, it's hard to put all these pieces together, but to me, it's about the border. The border, the border, the border. We have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to secure our border. Uh, 10 million people have crossed our border illegally under Joe Biden. With some simple policy changes, building the wall, we can actually secure the border. Joe Biden wants money for Ukraine. He's hanging his hat on his national security policy with all of the successes in Ukraine. By the way, um, 200,000 people have died so far in Ukraine, 500,000 casualties as well. It's a stalemate for the past year. Right. They're going nowhere. It's a yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten year war. Yeah, I know you went back home for Thanksgiving and you said that a lot of people wanted to talk to you about the southern border. What's it like in the heartland? What are the effects that you're seeing? Right. From so, this? so every state is now a border state. Kansas yeah. loses a person every day to fentanyl poisoning. We're using Narcan, the, the drug that reverses fentanyl, 10, 15, 20 times every day. We're seeing human trafficking exploding. Mm -hmm. Kansas sets at the intersection of two major interstate mm -hmm. systems. So for decades, the cartel has used that interstate system to traffic humans as well as to, uh, to, to traffic drugs as well. Mm -hmm. So, and with the drugs, as my dad, the chief of police said, whenever there's drug trafficking, there's going to be crime as well. So there's an uptick in crime, homicides, all those things to go along with it. So Joe Biden, and this is CNN, they had a poll out yesterday with his approval rating at just 37%. Again, the source, CNN. So if CNN says it's 37%, it's mm -hmm. probably lower than that in reality. Uh, and the majority of people that think he's just not equipped because of his age and declining cognitive abilities, um, that number is even higher. And it seems to grow by the poll. That's Rob Finnerty on Wake Up America with Kansas Senator Roger Marshall. Key comment. He said every state, including Kansas, has now become a border state. Exactly what I started saying well over a year ago. I was saying a lot of people that don't live anywhere near the border have no idea what is really going on at the border. I said that yesterday as well, but soon enough. What's happening at the border will affect you in your city, your town, your state. And little by little, that's what's been happening. And now it's become the problem of the entire country, like I was saying. And like he said, every state now is a border state. And this is Indiana Senator Mike Braun, a member of the Budget Committee on Newsline. So the White House wanted this, you know, all-encompassing package, aid to Ukraine, Israel, um, very strong message yesterday. Uh, like the uh, Senate, though, the House Republicans say it has to be tied to the border. Uh, do you believe that there will be some funding that's worked out, or does this stall and uh, money for Ukraine stalls without the border protection for Americans? So I think finally in the five years I've been here, this is the first time one of the most serious issues that was a big uh, issue, even back in 18 when I ran for Senate, mm -hmm. uh, through the Trump administration, it got down to where there was very few illegal crossings and then open borders policy as soon as Biden got elected. That has been brewing as a key issue. And I believe along with the weak economy, 
November 24, that will be what litigates the election. So this is the first time in my time here where there were 41 Republicans that said, until we secure the southern border, we can't attend to any of this other stuff. And it's not to mention that all this aid will be 100% borrowed money to boot. That's a whole nother discussion. But here, it looks like finally, the House has said one thing, and the Schumer Senate, though, he is the one that will have mm -hmm. full authority along with his communications with the White House in terms of what happens. He'll try to spin it in a way that says, uh, we can't do all of that, but I hope Republicans hold strong. It's the first time we've had us all together on this key issue. Senator Mike Braun of Indiana on Newsline, noon Eastern with Bianca de la Garza. It's the first time that he can recall in his five years in the Senate that Republicans all agree and he hopes, he hopes that they hold strong. Let's take a closer look at the Republicans with Chris Salcedo. The GOP showed great passion and determination at reducing and thinning their majority even more when they voted not once, not twice, but three times to expel George Santos from the House, a guy accused of being a pretty bad dude. The GOP Congress has not voted once on measures attached to must-pass bills to defend you from Socialist Democrats, much less voted on them three times. On the other hand, how do Republicans treat Democrats? Well, Adam Schiff knowingly and demonstrably lied to the country about President Trump, in particular in a phone conversation with Ukraine's president, for his dishonesty in an official proceeding of the U.S. Congress, Adam Schiff was censured. No real-world penalty for his weaponization of the trust placed in him as head of the Intelligence Committee. Intelligence he dishonestly used against fellow Americans. The GOP had the chance to dissuade future Democrats from ever doing something like that again. Those who love our country know that politics cannot be allowed into such arenas as intelligence and defense. But the GOP opted not to penalize Schiff in the pocketbook for his abuse of our people. But the GOP wasn't done. Squad member and accused anti-Semite Jamal Bowman was also censured by the GOP. Bowman, one of the more militant anti-American extremists in the Democrat Party, admitted his guilt in the crime of pulling down a fire alarm when there was no fire. It was an act that disrupted an official proceeding of Congress. Remember, the GOP voted three times to expel an accused fellow Republican out of the House, yet the GOP could only manage to censure an admitted criminal Democrat. Now, to all of you GOP voters out there, how does it make you feel knowing that the party you elected to the majority in the U.S. House is more interested in attacking their own than stopping Democrats and protecting you? In fact, the GOP can't even apply equal standards. The GOP leadership thinks Democrats are special, just like the Democrats think. Indeed, this rudderless, no values, no unifying principles GOP has only one achievement in 2023, successfully attacking their own. Every other action has been to bless, validate, and rubber stamp anything and everything the Democrats want to do to us. That's Chris Salcedo, host of The Chris Salcedo Show. He mentioned the censure of New York Democrat Jamal Brown for pulling the fire alarm during a vote. Here's House Speaker Mike Johnson. By its adoption of House Resolution 914, the House has resolved 
that the House of Representatives censures Jamal Bowman, representative from the 16th Congressional District of New York, that Representative Jamal Bowman forthwith present himself in the well of the House of Representatives for the pronouncement of censure, and that Representative Jamal Bowman be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker. So Jamal Bowen becomes the third Democrat to be censured this year by Republicans, but none of them have been expelled, not even Rashida Tlaib, for her very, very unacceptable comments and behavior. And the DOJ, as I mentioned, filed new criminal charges against Hunter Biden for failing to pay about a million and a half dollars in taxes, a filing that is raising some suspicions, especially about the timing of it, as Hunter is scheduled for a closed-door deposition with the House Oversight Committee next week, something his attorney is still trying to avoid. More from Newsmax Washington correspondent Alana Austin on Capitol Hill. Comer and House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan responded by saying, contrary to the assertions in your letter, there's no choice for Mr. Biden to make. If Mr. Biden does not appear for his deposition on December 13th, 2023, the committee will initiate contempt of Congress proceedings. And yesterday, I spoke with a House Judiciary Committee member, Congressman Jeff Van Drew, Republican of New Jersey, and he tells me if the Bidens have nothing to hide, why are they not sitting in for these depositions? James Biden and Hunter Biden. He says that if they have nothing to hide, they should be more transparent about the family's financial dealings. There's so many questions to be asked, though. Why do we have dummy corporations? You know, the people that are watching us right now on television, do they have multiple dummy corporations? Has their family received $20 million like the Biden family has in aggregate um, from all different sources from foreign countries? This is the scary part about this. The president's brother, James Biden, was scheduled to come in for a deposition yesterday before House oversight, but that did not happen. A source familiar says they're still working with attorneys for James Biden, Hunter Biden's business associates, former business associates Rob Walker and Eric Schwerin, and the art dealer George Berger for rescheduling their upcoming testimony expected in the next few weeks. Washington correspondent Alana Austin on Capitol Hill. The countdown to Christmas is on, and the holiday season we know isn't always the most wonderful time of the year for everyone, right? Many people suffer sadness and even depression during the holidays for a variety of reasons. If that's you, and you have no one to turn to, no support system, maybe that's part of why you're not so happy, consider BetterHelp.com. It's convenient and private. They will match you with a licensed therapist specifically for you. Maybe you've considered therapy, maybe you haven't, but I encourage you to check it out. BetterHelp.com slash Newsmax. The great people at BetterHelp have helped more than 4 million people just like you. And right now, listeners of this podcast can save 10% on your first month. So check it out. BetterHelp.com slash Newsmax. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Newsmax. Yesterday, Leslie Wolf, the top prosecutor in the Hunter Biden investigation, was scheduled to sit down for a deposition as well. That, for some reason, has been rescheduled until December 14th. Turns out the ratings for Wednesday night's GOP primary debate were terrible. Surprise! Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spoke with Bob and Katrina on American Agenda yesterday. 
Governor, you have said that you're, you're sick of hearing about these polls, and of course people are constantly pointing out the numbers and where you fall in those polls. What would you like to say to people who are asking, why is Ron DeSantis still in? There's no way that he can take uh, or take the lead over former President Trump. What is your response to them? Nobody has even voted yet. I mean, how ridiculous is it that we act like somebody has won before there's even voting? That's just not the way it works. We've got a massive primary season. There's a lot of delegates at stake. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns with these things. But I would remind people, uh, 2022, November, uh, all the new, I don't know if your channel was, I know a lot were saying red wave. They were showing all these polls that we we're going to win all these places. And except for Florida and Iowa, Republicans got their tails kicked up and down this country. Uh, those polls were wrong. Uh, even my race as governor, polls were predicting a week out that I would win by four or five points. I won by 20 points. If you go back to the Iowa caucus in 2016, a lot of the polls had Donald Trump winning uh, by double digits. He lost to Ted Cruz by four or five points. So I just think we and then Donald Trump himself for years would say that the polls are designed to, to do a narrative and not to trust the polls. Now, all of a sudden, we're supposed to just fold in and not even allow people to vote uh, because people are, are, are doing, doing these polls. So let's let people vote. Uh, I can tell you there's a lot of uh, people on the ground here that uh, are taking offense to the fact that people are saying they shouldn't have their voice heard. They should have their voice heard. Um, and I think you're going to continue to see uh, that sentiment. And I think that people on caucus night, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people are going to be very surprised because they've been fed a narrative, uh, one thing. And it's almost like, why would media want to, to anoint one candidate? You know, I understand some of the conservative media that, that, that may, you know, like Trump. But why is the liberal media taking this narrative? And I think it's because they think that the Democrats uh, have a better chance to beat Trump. Uh, and as soon as the primary's wrapped up, if he's a nominee, I think you're going to start to see them rain holy hell on him. Uh, and, and they have a certain playbook that they want to do. And I think that that's what they're, they're trying to do. I think with me, uh, I think they realize that they've got a, a much different fight on their hands, not just for the election, but then when I get in, you know, we'll really clean house in Washington. You know, that's why last night, I mean, we had the tussle with Nikki Haley about BlackRock. She's supported by BlackRock in Florida. We've kneecapped ESG. We've done things like, like take away money from BlackRock at our pension fund because we're serious about fixing this country. We're not just going to kowtow. We're going to do what's right. Florida governor and Republican presidential candidate Ronnie D on Newsmax yesterday. DeSantis is back in Iowa. Trump will be back in Iowa next week with the uh, Commit to Caucus event. At the White House today, President Biden announcing plans to spend more of the billions of dollars of infrastructure money that was passed last year on high-speed train projects. One of them will run between Las Vegas and Southern California as well as a high-speed rail between Raleigh and Richmond. I didn't know that was a thing. The president, and you know, traveling between Raleigh and Richmond, not sure what the connection is there, other than Raleigh is a huge tech area. The president and first lady are headed to Santa Monica, California, for a campaign fundraiser tonight, Friday. They'll stay in the area for the weekend with another fundraiser scheduled for tomorrow night. And watch out for this. 38 states now have reported cases of salmonella linked to cantaloupes. A total of 230 people so far have been sick. The FDA updating the list of recalled cantaloupe products to stores like Quick Trip, Kroger, Trader Joe's, and others. So 
probably avoid the cantaloupe. And be sure to keep up with all the news throughout the weekend on Newsmax, beginning with Wake Up America Weekend Editions. That's Saturday and Sunday, 7 a.m. Saturday Agenda, Sunday Agenda, Saturday and Sunday Report, the Gorka Reality Check, and more. Thank you, as always, for checking out the Newsmax Daily Podcast. I'm Tony Marino. I appreciate that. Continue to share it with your friends and family. Enjoy doing whatever it is you love to do this weekend. Be safe and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.